You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. And you know one of the things that's so interesting about this whole you know NFT space, uh, especially you know for me, like just from the standpoint of you know I don't like to think of myself you know I was definitely not in like the financial advisor space. I wasn't in like the space of uh, you know kind of playing in the econ or early crypto days. Is that you know the the ups and downs, the roller coaster that this uh, you know market, the things that are you know, and I'll really kind of put the spin on this, the things that are really outside of our control in this NFT space to me is something that like maybe I understood, but I didn't really know how exciting yet frustrating yet, you know, just part of the recipe that is the, this world that we're playing in. And so, you know, on this episode, I wanted to just kind of quickly tap in. I've had a lot of people reaching out to me and, you know, asking me, you know, I've done a couple episodes on, you know, do you buy the dip uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, when crypto or NFTs are, are dipping, you can go back and kind of look or read it that or, you know, check out that episode, um, you know, but, you know, one of the things that you know, we can kind of look at right now, and I don't, I don't really know how they like determine if this is quote, if things are like, quote, unquote, a bear market right now or not. Uh, and for those that don't know, a bear market just really refers to a, a general decline in the market, it was really kind of uh, referred to as a in the stock market space, and I believe it was the decline. The original bear market was kind of uh, determined based on like a twenty percent uh, decline in the market. Kind of determined uh, the fact that if something was you know um, in the bear market or not. But you know, over the last two weeks, I think the combination of some bad press, I think with crypto really going down, um, some massive rug pulls, some questionable tactics with like projects like the weather report. Uh, yet we, we minted the artist who kind of got screwed over by the weather report, uh, in dented feels. And that project has, has really exploded, which I, I'm really love to see that the community is supporting, uh, the artist that was kind of got forced out of his project. But there are so many like extenuating circumstances that exist in this NFT space. The first thing I just want to tell people is that we have to take a deep breath. We have to take a deep breath sometimes when it comes to remembering that we can really only focus on the things that we can control. We can only really allow ourselves to be consumed by the things that are in our own domain. And, and that's really hard to do sometimes when there are you know, multiple factors that are, that are going against us. Uh, and I know that you know, for me, that's been one, especially even with our ADHD coin, you know, we launched our coin on Rally uh, a year ago, actually next week, which we'll do a celebration for here on the podcast. Um, but, you know, we finally got momentum in October, November, December, January. And, you know, our coin is bonded by three coin or three like touch points. And two of the touch points have been on a massive downward trend 
since October. And our coin has been on a massive upwards trend. So the thing that I can control, the only of the three variables that I can control has been on a hockey stick up. Yet the two things that are outside of my control have been on a hockey stick down. And that's not easy to manage. That's not easy uh, to kind of figure out how you want to uh, kind of wrap your head around that. And so the first thing we have to do is really do have to take a deep breath. We also have to recognize that, you know, most bear markets, most declines, most dips, um, will, you know, they might go down, but they'll probably go up as well, right? And that's something you can think about. And so like one of those things that we have to kind of look at when it comes to, you know, all of these overall trends and the things that we're seeing is that, you know, it's like that like kind of that old adage of, uh, of what, what goes down must, or what, yeah, what goes down must come up, what comes up must go down. But I also think one of the things we have to recognize is that we, this is where it's a great spot for us to step back and ask ourselves, are is it worth or, or or should these short-term either accelerations or decelerations be something that impacts our decision-making, right? And I've said this before, like, you know, the name of this game is liquidity. Having, you know, it's one thing to mint NFTs that are launched and they explode. It's another thing to mint a bunch of NFTs and hope one of them take off. The real magic is having money or liquidity at the right time so that you can make the decisions on the right projects, right? And I will say, you know, we're buying an NFT every single day for a year. Uh, and, you know, we've mentioned some great ones. I'll get, give a shout out real quick. Um, and, a, and a cool cool idea that was kind of posed to us by uh, Marco Vic, um, Mark uh, in our Discord suggested, hey, could you do like a, a, a recap of the NFTs that you're buying every day, like kind of at the end of the week? And so I've decided that uh, about every five episodes, I'm going to spend a, a half of an episode um, really dedicated to diving into the NFTs that we're buying. But you know, I have to give a shout out. You know, we minted uh, a couple of really great ones over the last couple of days. Uh, we minted the Proof Stakes, uh, Snakes, the Proof Snakes uh, by our good friend Jen. Uh, we minted the Loser Club uh, by uh, Javon, who's just an amazing artist. Uh, we also minted uh, the the Crypto Beauties the other day, uh, which is a Crypto Beauties, which is a DAO focused on empowering um, women in the uh, Web3 space. Uh, and then just today on the day of the recording, we minted actually one of the super futures of Candy Digital, which those aren't familiar with Candy Digital. Um, it's a, a really marketplace uh, NFT uh, experience focused on kind of like the card collectible sports side of the house. Um, and they, their super features, uh, included drops with college NFL, uh, college players, um, before they kind of get into the NFL. And so we jumped in on that and, and Gary Vaynerchuk's an advisor at them. So definitely check out candy digital. But a reason I brought that up was, you know, um, I'm buying an NFT every single day. And so, um, this kind of, it's a, it's a very interesting for me because, I forced myself to have to buy one every day. And therefore, with that in mind, I have to think, I, I can't let the market skew my research, but I have to also recognize that there are some projects that are going to look worse short-term and going to be really successful long-term because of the market, right? Like this overall market right now is actually uh, like projects that are are slow burn right now, which I refer to as projects that um, take a while to mint out. If it takes a while to mint out right now, that doesn't say anything about the project. I think it has a lot more to do with the the the, the bear market, the space, um, the war that's going on on the other side of the world. And I send my love to, uh, to those in, in Ukraine and those you know impacted by um, that horrible you know hostile takeover that's happening there. Um, and but I also just want to kind of put out 
um, that, you know, so I, 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 with all that being said, I probably, you know, I've noticed that I'm not minting a lot of these projects with my personal wallet as well. Right. I'm minting one for our, our project every day. But part of that is because, you know, like I, I am trying to hold on to liquidity, but also um, really kind of trying to adapt to kind of with these times. And so with that being said, here's the strategy that I've come up with, because here's the craziest part. Are you ready for this? I went back and looked. I've listed in the last two weeks, 349 NFTs for sale on OpenSea or on LooksRare. Um, 349. Now, a lot of them that I'm listing for sale are well above the floor price. They're either because they're rare or because they're extremely valued to me. And I want to, but I, I will put them out there listed because if someone makes me an offer that I can't refuse, which is where I list some of my projects at, um, I'm going to gladly take it because I can, yes, I might ha- love that piece of art, that one, but by, by getting like 3.9 ETH for a project that has a 0.5 floor, I'm, it allows me to come in and buy three more and still you know, lock up all that liquidity. Um, so I, I do list probably more than most people. Like I spend probably each day, I probably go through my, my list, um, and list, you know, five or six NFTs, uh, to for sale. And for those that don't know, you only pay the first time you list an NFT of that collection, right? So like we minted, um, you know, 90s babes NFT, which is a really cool NFT. And the artwork just came out and it's really amazing artwork. Definitely check out 90s babes um, artwork. They just did an amazing job with their NFT artwork drop. Um, Their reveal was one of my favorites so far. Um, But the, uh, like I bought three of those, right? And, you know, I've shared my three by three by three strategy. You can go back and listen to that episode. Um, But one of the things that I found that's interesting on like the listing, you know, so when I list, I, the first time I list one of those '90s babes, it's going to charge me. I think it cost me cost me four dollars and seventy cents to list it the other day. But then every time I list any others in that project on that marketplace, I don't pay for it ever again, right? So a lot of people are like, Brian, I can't believe you list that often. Well, once I list once, and I I almost put all of my listings at three days um, time length because the market's going to change, and I don't want to trust anything being listed longer than three days. I've been I've lost I've lost a total of six ETH off the top of my head because I listed a project, multiple, two projects that jumped in my head um, for seven days, the market took off, the project took got momentum. And I forgot that I had it listed for seven days, not three days. And I ended up selling it for way under value. So I list most of mine for three days. So that's why it doesn't cost me a lot of money to do this, but I've listed. So over 300 NFTs I've listed in the last two weeks, guess how many of those I've sold. Now, some of them I've dropped to the floor. Some of them I kept like right around where I think they are actually, um, deservant on, but I've actually only sold two of those NFTs. And so what I did was, um, over, you know, the last couple of days, I was kind of looking at my strategy. And one of the things that I believe you should be doing right now, and this is where I'm not giving financial advice, but I'm going to share what, what I'm looking at now is I think with this bear market, it is a great time to just hold on to your projects that you love, that you didn't cost you a lot of money to get into. And I think it's a great time to go back and look at the projects that you wished you got into early, but the price got out of your range. Because guess what? As all of the market kind of shifts, some of those projects that used to be out of your range are now back in your range. World of Women, for example. Like I almost minted one when it was four ETH and I was so mad at myself that I, that I didn't do it. But then it took off the 10 ETH and I was like, well, I'm not going to be involved in that project. Well, 
as the, the markets come back down, that one's getting closer and closer to four ETH. And so here's my strategy that I wanted to share on this episode. Hopefully this will give you some things to think about. And remember, my advice is always don't just copy what I'm doing, but think about it from the, the logic side, right? Like for me, it's all about what is success of each of these NFT projects look like? And this is why we also have to remember our own mental health. You know, take a break sometimes, right? If, if the market is trending down and you already have all your liquidity kind of spent, why not just take a break? Don't go check your OpenSea for a week. Just give yourself a break. Yeah, you might miss some opportunities. Maybe you'll miss selling too low, right? Like we often forget that some of our best decisions are when we take no action. Yeah, let me say that again. Like the projects that you didn't mint that saved you 0.2 ETH are actually just as valuable as a project that you minted and you sold for 0.2 ETH profit, right? Am I correct? Correct me if I'm wrong, right? But we don't, we don't document those most of the time. But here's, my, here's how I've decided to look at it. Any project that I am holding where I love the art, I love either the community, I, I, it was a long-term hold to begin with, I'm just not even listing. I'm just going to, I'm not even going to look at their floor price. I'm, I, I just decided like what I, what I did was that there's a couple of them that I added to my, my uh, spreadsheet and I just said, check back in April. Like I'm just going to take the month off of, I'm not going to list them. I'm not going to look at their floor at all for the entire month of March. So that's the ones that are on the lower side. Now, projects that I have multiples of, I am looking at those, but I'm going to get back to that. The projects that are, like I would say, my gold standards, the ones that I have, you know, like Psychedelics Anonymous, um, you know, I have, you know, we have Crypto Dads, we have uh, Expansion Punks, we have, uh, I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of them that are up at the, at the top, uh, you know, echelon, Crypto Chicks, uh, you know, World of Women, uh, Women and Weapons, a lot of these projects that we, we minted. I'm kind of just, I'm just going to ride this out with them because I believe in long time they're good to go. But it's that middle group. The projects that like either I minted in at like 1 or 0.1 or 0.2 ETH or they never really got higher than 0.5 ETH as a floor. What I've actually decided that even if I have a rare one, I'm going to drop them to the floor and I'm, I'm going to sell some of them at a loss. Now you might be thinking, Brian, why are you selling some of yours at a loss? Why don't you just wait on all of them? Because here's the magic of what I'm thinking of is the ones that are those low prices, I'm just going to diamond hand and not worry about. The ones that are the high prices, I'm just going to monitor, but I'm not going to you know, uh, really spend too much time in there. But these middle ones, I'm going compa- to kind of shrink my total, um, my, you know, my total database, uh, my, <laughs> my total stock of the middle NFT. So if I have three, I have a lot of NFTs where I have three or four of them, I'm going to sell at least two of them. And might, have, might be at a loss of even when I bought them on. But my goal is to stack ETH so that I can ape in, so I can jump in to two projects that I feel I missed out previously, but their floor prices come back down to me. Now, I know what some of you might be saying was like, Brian, that sounds great. But like, you know, what would you look at as some of those projects that are ones that you're kind of like going to like check out? Now, I will tell you, there's a couple that I've had my eye on for a long time. If you follow me on Twitter, I talk about these projects a lot, even though I've never held them. And, you know, so there are dead fellas. There are the lazy lions. These are two projects, uh, alien friends, which I've owned three times and made a profit in all, all three times that I've owned an alien friends. Um, but I should have held on to them longer. So those are, those are three, um, that I'm going to, um, kind of take a look back at again. And then the other ones, and, and I think this is something I, w- I want to pull up, like kind of the real, st- uh, real time, um, rankings of them as we kind of are, are recording this right now. 
you know, the other part of this is, you know, that's something that we have to really be better at, right? If you were going to get in on a project two months ago, but maybe you didn't have the liquidity or the timing right wasn't right, or maybe you didn't, you missed the mint and you weren't able to jump in. If the price comes back down or back down and the project is still, you're still bullish on the project, isn't it a great time to jump in on it, right? So I think that's a, a great one. And so like World of Women is down to 7.55 ETH. I will tell you, if that gets anywhere close to 6 ETH, I'm going to be making some liquidity decisions that are going to allow me to just, I'm going to sell at a loss just so I can stack that ETH so I can jump into that project because this is how I'm thinking of it. If I take a total one ETH loss across 20 sales, but it allows me to jump into a project that I believe has a 10 ETH you know, uh, vertical in the next six months, that one ETH loss is going to allow me to position myself for a nine ETH potential gain long term. And so um, that and so there, the, there's four, there's five projects total that I'm going to be looking at to jump back in. So there are some projects that I'm just going to, hey, I'm sticking in, um, you know, they're like a lot of the projects that you know of that I've talked about a lot on this podcast, you know, uh, Playboy Rabbitars, Meta Whips, um, we have uh, Crypto Chicks, Alpha Girls, World, all these projects, those ones. I'm, gonna, I'm just holding on to what I got. I'm, I'm going to ride them out, check them um, back a couple of weeks because I think this you know, market will come back around. The, it's the middle ground, right? Like I have, I have multiples of Expansion Apes. I have multiples of uh, Wild Goat Gang. I have multiples of, uh, I have a lot in that like middle range. I'm, probably, I'm not going to sell my entire collection because I believe in the project, but I'm going to sell a couple of them, probably at a loss, so that I can jump into one of these or a couple of these five projects. So Deadfellas, Lazy Lions, um, Alien Friends, World of Women, and MFers. So those are the five that I've been you know, keeping an eye on. MFers, is, you know, their floor is now up over a 2 ETH floor. Uh, I actually originally bought one. Um, at, I think it was point two. Um, it was the Steelers one or Pittsburgh one. Um, and I ended up flipping it like a 24 hour flip and I doubled my money. I was very happy with it at the time. Um, yeah, point two to point four yet. Now it's 2.29. So, uh, have got to be happy with those, you know, those games that you make, but that's my strategy. So hopefully it gives you some things to think about what I would recommend you to do. And this is where we'll kind of pull this podcast together is this is what I was doing in my, um, with my ADHD coin. I had to switch the metrics that I was studying to not allow the things that I can control to ultimately impact some of my most critical decisions. So rather than looking at how much ADHD coin was at my price, like, oh, I wanted to get a, I want, I need to get to what a 10, I want to get to a $10 ADHD coin by the end of the year. That was my goal originally. But then when there was things outside of my control that were affecting that price, what I realized was the thing I can control is how much rally is it take to buy one ADHD coin. So I actually changed my measurement for success. I don't care now about how much I, the coin is worth on January 1st. I want to get my coin to over 20 rally to one ADHD by the end of the year, which is something I can control. That's how we can do this when it comes to um, our NFTs, right? So Rather than telling yourself like, hey, I want, I want to sell this project for like a 0.4 ETH gain, what I want you to look at is say, hey, I want, to have, I want to have five projects, 10 projects, 20 projects, whatever it may be, that on June 1st, when someone asks me about NFTs, I can tell them five projects that I know are going to be 
the ones that I'm most proudest of, right? And so rather than judging yourself based on like, what is your total floor price? Like I even had a disconnect the, um, there's a, there's a service, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called data NFT.io or AI or something that would tell me like what my total portfolio was worth floor price wise. I had to, I had to disable that because I was like, that doesn't really even tell me the right data. It's actually giving me data that skews everything wrong because what if I have a rare one of a collection or what if I have like 10 on the floor of one collection, right? So this is my advice is like, let's, let's re-examine the metrics and the inputs into our lives when it comes to things outside of our control. The other thing is you kind of have to ride out the winter because you know things are going to spring in the forward. If you look at all of the NFT trends in the past, and I believe I've been through six of these now probably, they have like two or three weeks down and then we hit a new market high. And then we kind of readjust, readjust, kind of ride, then go down and then, re- and then have that market high again. I believe that's happening. I think it's going to happen um, come late March, uh, early April. And so this is the decisions I'm making. And some of these decisions are tough. And I tweeted this out and I'll end the podcast episode with this is that some of the toughest decisions you're going to have to make are decisions to build liquidity. But in many cases, taking a loss on a project that you know or you believe no longer has the same potential as what it used to have, taking some short-term losses to build enough ETH to jump into a project you know has long-term value, I think is critical. Like, I, I will tell you, I just did this. Truth, okay, here's the truth. Uh, I'm, always, I'm always transparent. I did this a week ago. I, I, I dumped three, four, four NFTs that I didn't think I would probably dump, but I dumped them at a loss because I wanted another crypto chick. And I believe crypto chicks is low right now. And I'm so bullish on that project. And I, I have no, you know, no venture to interest other than I own a couple of them myself. Um, but I decided, I was like, you know what? I need to sell this at a loss, sell this at a loss, sell this at a loss. Um, and when I say a loss, like I bought it on the secondary for 0.7, I resold it for 0.61, right? Um, can be looked at a loss, but I needed that 0.61 ETH to jump into crypto chicks when it was below 0.4 because I was able to get a super rare one that I knew I wanted to be a part of. So hopefully this gets you thinking. Um, excited for some upcoming episodes. I will tell you over the next couple of days, we're going to do a couple of things that we've never done on the podcast before. Stay tuned for that. Till tomorrow, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research.